0: Uh, Folks, once a year, uh, or at least I should say, at least once a year, uh, I try to focus a sermon just on evangelism. And I know y'all have heard me say this before. it's why we've been left here. It's why we're on this planet, the thing we're left to do. And then God tells us how to do a lot of other things, how to, how to have a marriage, how to take care of our finances, how to relate with people, how to work so that we have a platform for sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, so once a year, I, I try to keep this in front of the individual believer, the church family. We're here to share the gospel And uh, today is the day that I wanna do that, but I wanna do something a little bit differently. I have asked uh, our outreach pastor, uh, Jim Reeves, to share that message with us. I'm gonna have Jim come now. Jim and Judy have been members of our church for about 10 years, I think this Christmas, 12. Okay, members, said in ACS that you joined in in 01. You can't trust ACS. I knew that, Uh, (laughs) but uh, even better than being a member, Jim's been on our staff. Uh, for a little over three years now and uh, Jim is a great friend and I'll tell you something folks like a lot of pastors go to conferences all over the country hear different people and I tell you what very few people inspire me about the gospel uh, like Jim Reeves does he is he is gifted it really in two ways often you see this in one way he's in two ways one his ability to communicate the gospel to person one-on-one and his ability to motivate and train others to learn how to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I really believe a a big part of why we're experiencing what we're experiencing here at Colonial Heights Baptist, especially in the area of seeing so many people baptized because folks, last year we had our largest ever. Uh, We had 161 people baptized last year. This is the most ever history of Colonial Heights Baptist. This year, uh, we're probably gonna finish a little over 300 people that we'll see baptized uh, this year. I mean, that's, that's phenomenal. I mean, that, that is just incredible. And uh, because I see so much of Jim's vision and leadership and fingerprints uh, on that, I've asked him if he would just come and kind of share from his heart uh, in this area of evangelism today. So, Jim, turn it over to you. All right. Don't mess it up or you're not coming back. Thank you very Alrighty. much. Oh. All
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love that guy. You know, most you know. Most time he's not that nice to me. I don't know, you know, I don't know if y'all remember or not, but it hadn't been that long ago when he said, I want to introduce our outreach pastor. He's standing in the back. He said, you probably can't see him, but he's the ugliest guy in the church. So, you know, you'll be able to find him. Don't worry about it. You know, I hurt my feelings. I mean, I mean, we got Edwin Parker in the church. Think of that. Look at everyone in the church. Y'all ever see Ray Man with that big old uh, curly Q? He's, he's in the church. You know, and, and Randy, he ain't no Prince Charming. Yeah. <laughs> let see. But anyway, uh, I'm here this morning. I'm ready to go. I got my black suit on. My, Judy gave me a red tie. I, had look, I got a haircut. I'm ready to go. And I got my notes. I got my notes off with me. And another thing you ever see Randy with notes? He don't have notes. He comes up here every week. He do not he have notes. He's not prepared. He don't have anything. I'm not sure the man can read. <laughs> like, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: uh, I'm just joking, Randy. With, yeah, so. You know, he always gets the last word, you know, that he yeah, say. So. <laughs> You, will you pray with me just a second? Lord, we do love you. Fathers, I stand in front of you of people. Our Lord, I would just pray, Father, uh, that your spirit would work through me, Lord. I, f- I pray, Lord, that the words that I would say would be words of instruction, Lord, or encouragement. Father, the, I pray, Lord, that, that you would use them, Father. And as I speak this morning, that, Lord, before this morning's over, Lord, that the people will see you and not me standing here. In Jesus' name, I ask these things. Amen. Now, since I'm the outreach pastor, I know what many of you may be thinking. You're saying, oh, no, he's going to preach on witnessing on our call to reach the lost. And you may also be thinking how difficult that is for you and how uncomfortable that that makes us feel in many cases. Uh, It's something that we just don't enjoy doing. It's not natural. It's not us. Let me tell y'all a story. It's been several years ago now. And I went to see a, a, a guy named Ronnie. And Ronnie was a close friend of mine. I went to church with Ronnie for 20 years. We played ball together. Softball. Church softball. But we didn't never lose. Maybe once in a while. But. And I went to see Ronnie. And Ronnie was very sick with cancer. And... During this period, uh, I would go visit him uh, f- quite often, and it, our, our conversation always turned to spiritual things. And I went to visit him one, uh, one uh, day during the week, and uh, I had led this man to Christ and had very unusual circumstances on how it happened. And I, had, uh, and I went to visit Ronnie. I wanted to tell him about it. We love to talk about the scripture and those types of things. And I was relaying those things to him, and I could see that Ronnie was getting upset. And I said, but Ronnie, I said, what's the matter, buddy? He said, Jimmy, i got to tell you something. He said, I was in the doctor's office this week, and I was sitting in the waiting room. And a friend of mine came out of the doctor's office, and his wife was supporting him on one side, and one of his children on the other. And he did like this. And he said, uh, Jimmy, I went over to him, and I hugged him. And I was hugging him. He whispered to me. He said, Jimmy. He said, Ronnie, God loves us, doesn't he? And he said, Jimmy, I didn't know what to say. I've been in church my whole life. And I didn't know what I was supposed to say. Folks, truth be told, many of us, many of us church people, we don't know the words to say. You know, we're afraid, we're afraid to witness. You know, we, we, uh, we don't think we can. We don't think that we can do that. And yet our God tells us that he's with us and that we're not to be afraid. Allow me to tell you about faith. Now, faith is a—it's called, by the way, it's called the Great Adventure— And it's a 12-week evangelism course. It's six weeks of training inside the classroom. And then for six weeks, you go out and visit those who have visited our church. And if you take this faith, it will change your life. And I know what you're thinking. Really? Will it really change my life? Let me introduce a couple people to y- y'all this morning. I'd like to introduce Denise Sebra and Michael Lilly. I'd ask if y'all would come forward. And uh, these folks are faith folks, and I call faith folks my folks. They're not really my folks, but we share this vision. And uh, I-, I would like for y'all just to hear them and, uh, and their remarks about faith. You guys, let's come right on over here. Denise, let me start with you. Denise, how long ago did you take faith?
3: Nine
2: years. Nine years ago, Mm -hmm. you
1: took faith. And you've been able to lead some people to Christ since you took faith? Yes. You have. Okay. Um, Could you lead anyone to Christ before you took faith?
2: No, I couldn't. I didn't know what to say.
1: You didn't know what to say?
2: No.
1: You were a Christian before you took faith?
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: You didn't know the words to say?
3: Right.
1: Let me ask you something. How many people about, I know you don't know exactly, have you led the Christ in the last nine years?
2: Between 30 and 40 people.
1: Between 30 and 40 people. That's amazing. That's amazing. Michael, let me ask you, buddy. Now, you took faith. I know when you took faith. You took faith. This guy took faith about 18 months ago. Is that yep. right? Yep, three classes ago. Yeah. Tell me why you took faith. Uh, my wife wanted to take the class. Yeah. Becky, and she did.
3: <laughs>
1: okay. She did. Okay. And uh, were you able to lead people to to Christ before you took faith? No, not at all. And after faith, were you able to lead people to Christ? Yes, I am. Let me ask you something. About how many people in the last 18 months have you led to the Lord? Ten here in Virginia. Okay. Fifteen more in Nicaragua. Fifteen. Twenty-five people, you know. And and you went to Nicaragua. Since taking faith, you you went on a mission trip. I did. Michael, let me ask you one more question. I've been told that you're going back in May. And this time, you're going to leave that trip. Yes. Is that true? Folks, how about these guys? Folks, thank y'all. Thank y'all. Folks, I'm going to lay it right there. Lives being changed, folks. They now know the words to say. And uh, let me ask you, how important is it that we know the words to say. You know, our Lord told us, and I'm going to read a scripture, and you're going to know this scripture, but this is one of the last things he said to us. That's how important it was before he ascended into the Father. And you know the scripture. It's called the Great Commission. Should be on the screens. But Let me read it to you. It says, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And he says, so go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them all things that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Remember I told you a little while ago that we're afraid to go even though our Lord promises you, he says, I'll be with you. I'll be with you if you go. But let me ask you something. Can you imagine what you would say if you were leaving? If you were leaving your loved ones for the last time, you weren't going to see them anymore, and you knew that. I know what I would say. I would say, I love you. I love you. I love you, Judy. I love you, boys. I love you. And if my boys, if what I was there... I would tell my family that was there, I said, tell my boys. Tell them I love them. You see, our God loves us. And he loves those that are not here. He loves those that are not in this place. He loves those that don't know him as Lord and Savior. For those who say, And he tells us to go, to go and tell them that he loves us. And for those who say, you know, I can't do that. You know, you know, it sounds easy when you talk about it, but I don't think I can do that. You know, Denise and Michael, they said the same thing nine years ago, 18 months ago. They said the same thing. Folks, I remember... The first person I led to the Lord. And it hadn't been that long ago. I wasn't always a minister of Jesus Christ. But some 10, 11 years ago, I took faith in this church at last. That's before I joined, by the way, Randy. And I went to visit this man, a lady had asked me if I would visit her husband. She said, he, he doesn't know the Lord, and there's been some people visiting down the street, but no one came to our house, and he told me, he says, I have never had a preacher come to my house. Of course, I piped up and said, you know, I ain't the no preacher, but I'm taking faith, and I'll be glad to go visit your husband. Folks, let me tell you, I was, I was so excited about the class, I wanted to go, and she said, would you come this Thursday? And I went. And I went to this house, uh, and when I pulled up in front of the house, because what I saw, and I'm not going to go into that, but I will say there was a motorcycle on the porch. And I decided, you know, I I don't think I can go here. You know, so I left. Folks, I started feeling so bad about it, I came back. I circled the block, I came back, I stopped, I walked up to the house and knocked on the door, and a man came to the door, and he was bigger and uglier than Bob Ham. He honestly, he was six foot six if he was an inch, and he was a big man, and he walked open the door and he said, What? And I said, you know, your wife asked me if I'd stop by and see you. And I started talking to the man. And the more I talked to the man, the more the man uh, was unresponsive. He wouldn't say anything. And finally, I said, Mr., I said, maybe this is the wrong time. Maybe I shouldn't come. Maybe I should come back another day. And that man, I see his tears started running down his eyes. He started to shake, folks. And he reached out and he grabbed me by both hands. And he said, mister, will you tell me about Jesus Christ? Folks, before that day, I wasn't sure that I could until I stepped out. And I tried. You know... Christ told us, he told all of us, and we read it in Matthew 4, 19. He says, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And don't you love that? He says, make a decision, just like uh, Peter made a decision so many years ago. And his inspired word today tells us, he said, make that same decision. Will you follow me? As he called Peter. And he says, I will make you fishers of men. Folks, can we do that? Let me ask, can we? And again, in 2 Corinthians 5.20, and I love this scripture. And it says, 2 Corinthians 5.20, it says, Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. Certain that God is appealing through us. It says we plead on God's behalf. Folks, can you imagine that? We are who goes and pleads to the lost. We do. And then the scripture goes on and says, be reconciled to God. Or be at peace with God as you choose to be his ambassador. You know, being followers and ambassadors and fishermen all include the idea of sharing uh, with others, of telling them uh, about Christ and what he's done in our lives. I want to tell you a story, and I know most of y'all know this story, and it's in the, it's in the ninth chapter, the Gospel of John, and it speaks of a man that's born uh, blind. And Jesus' healing of this man caused a stir in the city. And there was a lot of questions and a lot of uh, uh, uproar about what Jesus has done. The religious leaders were maybe stirring the crowd a little bit. They said that Jesus was a sinner because he had healed this man on the Sabbath. So they called this man in, this blind man, man that was blind. They called him in. And folks, I tell you, if he would have said the wrong words, they would have probably crucified, they would have probably killed him. They'd have probably charged him with something and had him killed. And so they ask him, you know, uh, about Jesus, and is he a sinner or not? And the man replies, and listen to what the man says. And listen to John 9, 25. This is what he tells him. Whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know, that I was blind, and now I see. Folks, we can take comfort because when we go to witness Jesus Christ, we only have to tell them what we know. The gospel of Christ and what we have seen, lives being changed. Folks, you see, we were blind and now we see. And now we see. Uh, I brought a lot of support with me this morning. And, I, and because of time, I was wondering how much, you know, how many of these folks I could uh, let y'all listen to. But, but we'll go ahead with one. I'm going to ask Leah Potter if she'll come up. Now, Leah has completed faith training, uh, and she's ready to lead. She's t- uh, to train others. And I'll be talking to her concerning uh, taking faith uh, this coming semester that starts September the 7th, by the way. Folks, I want you to know that Leah finished faith four months ago. Four months ago. Leah, let me ask you something. Could you lead someone to Christ before you took faith?
2: No, probably not.
1: Were you a Christian before you took faith? Yes. You were. Can you lead someone to Christ's name? Yes. Let's talk a little bit about faith training. Now, there's six weeks of classroom training. I understand the teacher is excellent
2: yeah so i've heard
1: yeah that's, that's true and and then we meet for six weeks and we go out and we actually uh go out on we get our visits and we leave and we actually go to the house and folks these visits that we get they are visits that a people came to us they came to us just the sunday before first time visitors these are the visits that we go on. So we visit, we leave, we go to the house, and uh, we knock on the door. Leah, let's show the people a little bit what's happening. Come over here. Now, this is the door. And I'm, I'm the guy that visited the church, and I'm sitting inside uh, looking at TV, uh, drinking a beer, uh, thinking what a great sermon Randy preached. That's all right And I hear this knock on the door. you knock on the door. Yes. May I help you?
2: Yes, I'm Leah, and this is Mike and Sandy. We're from Colonial Heights Baptist, and we saw that you visited us this past Sunday. Just wondered if you had any questions.
1: All right. First, wow, somebody from a church, the church is coming to visit me. Wow, how special is that? Second thing, Mike and Sandy is with her. We travel in teams. So we traveled in groups of three. So there would be three, three people that uh, normally will go faith on faith visitation. So we just came to the door. Okay. Well, you know, I just put just putting the kids to bed and uh, the wife's hairs and rollers, golly, the house is in a. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Okay. Now we're inside and we're sitting down,
2: but now. Well, then we would make small talk, just ask some questions, why you came to the church, that kind of thing.
1: Let me get you face these folks.
2: And then when the opportunity arises, we would ask the key question. And the key question is in your personal well, opinion.
1: Oh, now, now, you've come in and you've been talking to me. And you've been talking to me about my boat that's in the, in the driveway and my right. big dog that's trying to, to lick you to death <laughs> and my children who uh, toys are laying all over. So you, we've been making small talk and you've asked me why I came to the church and if I like the service and uh, uh, but all, all, all types of questions like right. that. And then you're going to ask me a key question <laughs> as the opportunity. Yes. What, what is this key question?
2: The key question is, in your personal opinion, what do you think it takes for a person to go to heaven and have eternal life?
1: Boy, she just opened a can of worms, didn't she? And she's asked that to a stranger sitting in the house because they visited the church. All right, well, Leah, I'm going to tell you, I think you'd be the best person you can be because that's all you can be, the best person you can be. Can you answer that? Yes. Yes. I'm better than those church people who live uh, next door, so I'm sure I'm okay. Can you answer that? Yes. God loves everybody. I heard it on the news. (laughs) So I must be okay. Can you answer that? Yes. Leah, is there anything I could say to you that you couldn't answer?
2: I don't think so.
1: Folks... I don't think so either. I don't think so either. Leah, you just came to my house and you just knocked on my door. I just invited you in. And we've been talking for about 10 minutes or so. And you asked me what I think it takes to go to heaven. And my answer to you is, I don't have a clue. What next?
2: Well, then I would say, well, that's interesting. But I'd like to share with you what I've learned the Bible says, if that's okay with you. What would you ask me? I'd like to share what the Bible says about that, if that's okay with you.
1: What did you really ask me?
2: I just asked your permission to share the gospel with you.
1: She just asked permission to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Leah, suppose I say yes. What then?
2: Then I would go on to witness to you.
1: Okay. Suppose I say no
2: then I would thank you for listening to me and ask if I can pray with you before I leave.
1: Folks, is faith that hard? It's not hard. It's that easy. You just got half of the first week of faith in two sentences, the two questions she's asked. That's half of the first week of faith training. It's not hard. Leah, I want to thank you so much. Thank you all. By the way, Leah, hold on just a second. By the way... Since taking faith, Leah has joined the, de- uh, the decision counselors. Leah, Leah is one of those folks that goes upstairs. She uh, helps people to join church. Uh, she talks to them about baptism and schedules that form. And folks, if they're seeking Jesus Christ, she'll lead them to it. Thank you, Leah. Thank you so much. Thank you. I love his fakes faith, folks. And, I, and, and I, I, know, uh, I know you do too. And By the way, she knows the words to say. Folks, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to switch gears just a tiny bit, but I'm going to stay on subject. You know, we're blessed to have a man like Randy uh, Hahn in this church. Folks, he's got... It's nothing he's done. God has given him this tremendous gift of preaching and teaching. And because of that gift, people are being drawn to us in record numbers. Do we realize that we are, te- are, are drawing about 25 visiting families per week? Now, that's up. That's up even from the first year. 20, now, folks, I didn't say individuals. I said, first time visiting families per week. And that's just the ones that sign the family pages. Because many of our visitors, they they won't do that. Because they know that we Baptists will come visit them. (laughs) And they're right. (laughs) You know, they come into this church, right into our midst. Seeking love, acceptance, a place to belong a people to worship with, the Word of God, Christ Himself. You know, and Jesus gave us the charge to engage the unchurched, the uncommitted, and the lost, to go to them. And if we make ourselves available, you will be amazed at what He will do through you. Is Barbara Lee in here? Is Barbara in here? I saw her. Barbara, come on out. Barbara, let me I just said if we'll make ourselves available, that God will do just amazing things through us. Is that true? Yes, it is. Barbara is one of our learners from this past semester. Just four months ago, she finished. Barbara, will you tell us your faith experience?
3: Well, I have to be honest. I confess to Jim, I did not sign up to learn how to witness. I don't have the gift of evangelism. We all have our spiritual gifts. That's not one of mine. But I have Alzheimer's in my family. And I decided this is a program that makes you use your brain to memorize Bible verses. And I'm going to commit to 13 weeks of learning Bible verses. And that way, I will have exercised my mind, and I will push Alzheimer's off a little bit. So that's why I went. And I came straight from work on Wednesday evenings, put it on my schedule, showed up 6.30 every week, went back, put the Bible verses on my car dash, memorized them in the morning, the evening, came back and said them, went through the whole six weeks, still was proud of the fact that at least I was learning God's word and putting it in my heart. When I ended up finishing the class, after 13 weeks, I've led two people to Christ.
1: Amen. Thank you, you Bob. And folks, it was my pleasure to baptize one of those folks right here, right here. You know, the faith, faith folks that have, let me get rid of this, that have been up here uh, before you this morning, you know, they're special people. No, they're not. And folks, they're not unique either. They've just said, they're just people who've stepped up and said, I'll try. And God has used them. Bill Robinson, is he in here? I'm not going to call him up. We're running a little short on time. Bill Robinson will witness. There's Bill right there. Bill will witness to a lamppost. He was on vacation two weeks ago. By the way, he finished faith about two years ago. He's already led about a dozen people to Christ. He doesn't even know how many. And he, he was on vacation just a couple weeks ago at Myrtle Beach. He led the lifeguard to Christ. And now he's going back down there while he's being baptized. You believe it, Scott? Bill is older than I am. Bill's older than I am. He can't hear a lick. He travels around with his daughter Doris. I don't know where she's there, but <laughs> but folks, you can do it. It doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter whether you can hear or not. If you're willing to try, God will, will use you in doing that. Now, we're running short, but I'm going to tell you, Pastor Randy has instructed me to start a new semest- sem- semester of faith on September the 7th. And uh, It'll start, and sign up will be right out in the concourse directly after the service. Let me ask you, will you consider signing up and taking faith? I'll ask you, please come and be part of us. Be part of those who answer our God's call. Folks, I'm going to end with this. Hadn't been that long ago uh, that I visited a lady. She lived quite a ways away. And I went to her house, and I'll, I'll never forget it. I was by myself because I was kind of catching up on visits. It wasn't a Wednesday night. I didn't have anybody with me. And uh, so I was by myself, and it was a long way, so I traveled. And I went to her house. And folks, she may be said, her and her family, in the midst of us right now. But I went to her door, and as, as it worked out, it was a young couple, I say in their 30s, 40s, that way. And her husband wasn't at home. And I went up and I knocked at the door. And she was reluctant to answer the door. Of course, I'd be reluctant to answer the door if I saw me on the porch. <laughs> but, folks, as she knocked on the, as I knocked on the door, she opened the door slightly, and I said, Ma'am, I said, I'm from Colonial Heights Baptist Church. And, folks, she slid out of that door because she had dogs with her, and she didn't want them to get past her. Her husband was at work. And, folks, the only thing she could say is, I knew someone. We come. I led this lady to Christ and we prayed together. The very next Sunday as it happened we were having baptism and she was baptized right here. And as, as I said, her and her family may be in your midst right now. The last, what she said to me, folks, is I knew someone would come. Let me ask you, would you go? And if you went, would you know the words to say? If I asked you to come up here right now and lead me to the Lord. Christian could you do that are you sure will you pray with father we do love you father we thank you father for drawing us to you lord we know lord there are many father that do not know you this father and we hear you lord we hear your word to go to make disciples father we hear your word lord to be your ambassador we hear your word lord to be fishes of men Father, we pray this morning, Lord, that many in this place, Lord, will make that decision to follow you. In Jesus' name, I ask these things. Amen.